Hey everybody, welcome to Truther. Uh, this week we are going to talk about Jeff Sessions, uh, the attorney general who got in some hot water for talking to a Russian. Uh, the protests that are going on in the United States and how they're paid and orchestrated by George Soros. 100% true. Yep. Uh, what happens as a result of that? And uh, we're also going to talk about oranges and the massive orange lobby for which we all represent and are paid. Yes. Fuck tangerines. I'm Gideon Resnick, and I'm here with <laughs> Ben Collins. <laughs> and Aaron Gloria Ryan. Let's go. <laughs> so, a, a lot of stuff happened this week. Um, I think we should first talk about, we weren't planning on talking about this necessarily, but we should talk a little bit about um, Jeff Beauregard Sessions and the the news that uh, broke yesterday about him forgetting that he had spoken to the same Russian man that Michael Flynn spoke to. A couple of times. I love, I love this Russian man. This Russian man is my favorite, most interesting figure in like global politics right now. I, I, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. Do you know how to pronounce I, it? I, I've been saying Kislyak, which, okay. which I, I, I don't know. I like because you can put it in the construction of my neck, my back. I'm Sergei Kislyak. <laughs> Um, which is, so I'm going to stick with that pronunciation. I'm going to remember that. It's a good monomic. Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. That's the, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. So basically all like, you know, there are two people now who are high up in the Trump Mm -hmm. campaign, high up in the administration who had meetings with this guy, with this guy, called him, hung out, like grabbed a slice of pizza or something. And then. They, they just said it, it didn't happen. So he's either, like, the most boring person on earth or, like, there's something weird that they, they talked about. Right. And I, I think the issue with the Sessions thing, the Sessions session, mm-hmm. if you will, was that uh, he appears to have lied under oath during his uh, Senate confirmation hearing. Right. The issue is not, like, the latent racism that has plagued his career for the past three years. No, it's, not at it's all. It's just that he lied under oath that one time. The, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the thing that's, like, hilarious about this is, like, Sessions was basically like on track to do something like making people of color like show their like birth certificates to vote or something, and instead like what, like two conversations over fifty thousand dollars to vote. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like two conversations. Or with mandate, like a fat... mandating that everybody use the lo-fi filter on Instagram when taking pictures of their own faces. <laughs> yeah. So that everything appears even darker than it really is. Yeah. Uh, just you know racial purity. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but he, uh, you know, so the, the meetings with this guy. The the issue isn't the meetings. The issue is. The lying. Right. And now this is a second super high-level official in the Trump administration who looks like they're about to have at, at least have a really bad week because of this. Yeah. I, the, the thing I keep not understanding with this stuff is like, so the first time around this happens and the way that people found out was like there were transcripts, there were... There, there was something that people could physically look at in front of them and be like, uh, you you talk to him, like we, we can prove it. And yet... Now there's this idea that like the other times they would have spoken to him, that wouldn't have been the case as well. It just seems so. I don't understand the the rationale. There is no for, rationale, Gideon. Like this is. You don't understand there, the there rationale is a, for what? Yeah, what's the bigger <laughs> web here, man? No, like the like I, I don't get the like. Are they lying because they're stupid, or are they like forgetting, or like what is the? I think you can rule out forgetting. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although, although forgetting a there, very specific thing, there was that uh, Claire McCaskill thing this morning where she said something to the effect of, you know, like I haven't spoken to this guy, the Russian ambassador, and then like three years ago tweeted this thing like I'm on my way to talk to the Russian ambassador. Yeah, so, I mean, but the, the thing is, is it's not. It's a little bit of a false equivalency, right? right because Jeff Sessions, Jeff Sessions is the AG, and he lied under oath, apparently. Claire McCaskill lied in an interview and then tw- and, a tw- and a tweet. Yeah. The stakes are so much lower, they're not even comparable. I, I lie in my tweets all the time. I know. You said you were cool one time. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, that guy's lying. I was like... That was reprehensible, by the way. Handsome, <laughs> important You man should recuse yourself here. from this podcast. I've, yeah, I'm, I'm going to recuse myself from the internet. Anyway, so I think we should, I, I think we should try to... Uh, the reason we're talking about this specifically is because it ties back into this much larger idea that the deep state which is uh, now the word for, I would say, a combo word for the Jews and also the Obama administration. (laughs) Uh, A deep state? The deep state. Deep state. I think they're supposed to be maybe a spoiler in March Madness. Yes, exactly. Yeah. These are... Deep state you. These are combo, uh, simultaneously, the people who killed JFK and also worked for Barack Obama now. It's like a very complicated web. They live forever. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. No, that's terrible. I want to join just have a crack at it. Yes. (laughs) This is uh, the so to be boogeyman they think th- for so, for uh, for the Trump administration. Yeah, to blame the, the, these invisible forces they believe are yes. somehow manipulating reality to make them look bad. Yes. Um, when in reality, it appears that just reality itself is making them look bad. No manipulation necessary. Um, but what what are, they believe that George Soros is a player in this manipulated reality. Yes, exactly. Which brings us to what we're going to talk about today, which is paid protesters. Ooh. The real enemy of the people, the guy, um, the guy named uh, um, Joffrey, living down the street, making seventy dollars a day, standing outside of a building. Who's named Joffrey? Where do you live? Yeah, I don't know where where this is coming. I from. I thought you lived like on the Lower East Side, and not not it's like just, I've never met a person. We are besotted in Joffreys in the Lower East Side, Aaron. <laughs> oh my God, what a terrible place! It's a nonstop Joffrey festival. So so there's a guy living down the street. We're just assuming that his full time job is to show up with clever signs yes. with apostrophes in the right places yeah. and protest the Trump administration. And he wears like the Chuck Woolery endorsed penis hat <laughs> and just sta- and just stands around and says. This is not normal. You guys go to my neighborhood last night? That's all we were doing. Yeah, we were, we were there. A bunch of Joffrey standing around in penis heads. The, yeah. the twist is that I am Joffrey. <laughs> and you just, yeah, you have it guys, the whole time. Guys, this is, this is real weedy already. Um, you know, we're, and it's funny because most of the time, I've been in several podcasts where the room is just full of pot vape smoke. And yeah. this is the least, like, inhibited, inebriated podcast that I have ever done. Speak for yourself. And we all seem really loopy. I've been on a crocodile bender for three weeks now, <laughs> so I don't know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, there's like a bunch of like people with no faces outside that Gideon just had a snack on earlier. I oh have been voraciously eating uh, both my previous co-hosts and my previous co-workers. <laughs> okay, great. on that note, that's why we're going to bring this back. Yeah, no, I think like... Two so, paid protests which we're going to talk about today, which yeah, is... Uh, so yeah, so the theory is that people... Average Joffreys or Joes in real America, um, yeah, they're being paid to show up and protest by George Soros and huh. other such deep-pocketed billionaires who apparently have, are using their wealth to just support protests. The thing with Soros is it sort of affected every single part of the talking points of this administration and basically every supportive news outlet. Right. So this week. Trump was talking about protesters at various events throughout the country, both in red states and blue states. And he said, I think Obama is behind it. I also think it's politics. 
that's the way it is. And you can interpret that kind of however you want. But right, but you can't you can't misinterpret Sean Spicer who said about the uh, the airport bans that People they are, are paid. quote absolutely paid. So what's yeah. what's the origin of this of this Soros tall tale? It seems like there was there was a report I believe in the Washington Times about a gift that he had given to an organization. What what exactly happened with that? Yeah, so there was a story that Soros, who was this you know prominent Hillary Clinton donor, which is basically why he's become like a boogeyman for all of these causes, essentially. Wasn't Donald Trump also a Hillary Clinton donor? Yes, Back exactly. in the year 2000, so, you know, he's in some good company. Trump is uh, creating a false flag scenario by paying the protesters uh, to protest against him, uh, thus making him more powerful. Mm-hmm. That's something, like, in uh, liberal Twitter that'll probably happen at some point soon. Um, so Soros had given $33 million, according to the story, to um, Black Lives Matter. Just, just the... The group, the uh, right the, Black Lives Matter, which is not a single entity, he yeah. somehow found a way to give them thirty three million. He 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 like PayPal Duray McKesson or something. He's like, here's thirty three million dollars, spend it wisely. Yeah, and now Duray is just tweeting sponsored tweets about Verizon. As a result, he's not using the money well. Yeah, and if you have an uncle, which most of us do, you have probably heard that George Soros gave Black Lives Matter thirty three million dollars to go and like. My uh, uncles all voted for Bernie Sanders. Oh really? All of my uncles, yeah. They're my, my woke uncles. Yeah, they're super woke and they're way more pinko than the women in my family. Um, yeah, there was like a Bernie Hillary. Well, not mine, Aaron. Oh, okay. Well, you're, <laughs> you're <laughs> shithead uncles. Yeah, my my most of the people in my family that were pro-Trump were the like grandmother generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually I took a I took a picture of this sign at the women's march that was about Donald being jealous that like Jared gets to sleep with Ivanka or something. Uh, and I I put that on my gram, uh-huh. and then my grandmother texted me the next day, and she said, "How could you say something like that?" Like, you got a gram gram? Have some respect. Yeah, um, my gram gram uh, messaged me about it, and I was like, "Listen, like I just I took the photo. I didn't write that." Um, and she was she was very upset that I would besmirch their name. So I get it. I I get it. Exactly. So uh, let's. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's go back to the point, which is so, so in this in this Washington uh, Washington Times article, um, yeah, they, they accused they accused uh, George Soros' Open Societies Foundation of giving quote at least thirty three million dollars in one year to support already established groups that embolden the grassroots on the ground activists. So uh, as we already know, first of all, this is not possible because you can't just give Black Lives. Like, if I wanted to give like Black Lives Matter like forty dollars, it would not be possible. You could give it to somebody involved in the group. You couldn't give it to Black Lives Matter, but the bigger reason this is not this isn't true uh, necessarily is that the Open Societies Foundation gave it to things gave lots of money, and this is what the article really says to things like the Drug Policy Alliance, which is a drug policy reform group to try to end the war on drugs. Mm-hmm. Now, by our, giving everybody drugs, right. by yes, that's the big thing. Drug it's like the, if it's you like give bigger... people, they're like, here's a couple million dollars, just give a bunch of people bunch of people drugs it's not a big deal right that's Stop. how i get all my drugs it, yes exactly it's, it's like the, the thing in the wire ones. where they like create the zone where you can just do drugs legally for like a couple of weeks so they can mm-hmm. like try to test out the policy that's what george soros was doing yeah oh, that's interesting mm-hmm. so uh george soros did not give money to black lives matter because it is not an entity to which you can give money right he gave money to an organization or a bunch of organizations like bunch of a organiz- handful of organizations, yeah, handful of organizations that, that do have other stuff overlapping goals as Black Lives Matter, right? So, That's like, they like, might be, they might, they might be going to a. I wouldn't say that even. They might be helping out Black Lives Matter ideas. Necessarily, yeah, yeah, but right. they're There's not overlapping goals. They're not Black so Lives Matter. So it'd be like, it'd be like, okay, like if the Daily Beast gave 
me like okay let's say we we both like oranges we both have that in common and the daily beast started giving me your paycheck and the, the washington times was like you got like I got paid. It just do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, I know you're saying to help the orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah. we that we're that I that that effectively you're getting paid because I'm getting paid and we have that one thing in common. Right. It doesn't. It that it, making one pro orange does not make one the same. Yes, right. We're not well, in the same group. Thank God. Ben and I, Ben and I are men's rights activists, and just because we both get paid to work here doesn't mean that we weren't men's rights activists before we got here because we were frankly since birth yeah write yeah. that down make it make it so people know that about us <laughs> please 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 tweet just that exchange you guys are both so mad at your ex-wives and yeah. your sons i will not be dragged into family court one more time yeah that's all i can say by the way i'm not legally allowed to talk about hell day in this podcast but it's a it's you know my feelings. Grisanthemum <laughs> will not win this round. I will see my son again. Okay? Grisanthemum and Paisley. Yeah. Yes. Children. Yes. Paisley is for sure the girl. Yeah, absolutely. So anyways, this is in a newspaper. This thing, this Black Lives Matter stuff, is in a newspaper. So people like always cite this thing. They're like, oh, they give $33 million. It's fact. It is in the Washington Times. So they always go back to this thing, even though it's like, it's this really sort of arbitrary, drawn-out number that is has really fundamentally no basis in reality. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because this is how the grist of this rumor mill gets started, right? That you get, like, one tiny piece of information and then you play, like, middle school-era telephone with it mm-hmm. until it gets to, you know, Wayne LaPierre who says that protesters are being paid a certain Yeah, way. I mean, we're living inside a confirmation bias computer simulation at this point. Correct. If If a lie is something that people in any number want to be true, they will run with it to the end zone even after the whistle has been blown. Like, people will... If This is a lie that people want to be true. They want it to be true that these people don't really have any actual uh, discontent with the government. They want to believe that the only reason people would protest like this is because they're getting paid, uh, which is ridiculous. Like, you couldn't pay me to... When I get home and I'm, like, sitting on my couch, you could not pay me to leave. No, it's... Yeah, there's no... I mean, $1,500, yes, but they're not giving no, you that. No, I, I think when I'm right in Couchtown, nope, no, 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 $1,500. And no matter how pro-orange I am, there's no amount of oranges that could be given to me to right. make me leave my couch. Maybe you. <laughs> I, I left my I don't want to speak for the whole lobby here. Right, right, the orange lobby. I left my couch once to turn in my Obama phone at the bodega down the street during the Yemeni strike. I remember that. Oh, and yeah. they actually, they made me the leader of their movement just from giving me the Obama phone. It was, wor- <laughs> it was worth that much money. So here's the thing, here's the thing this whole thing so like george soros is in fact a liberal money man boogeyman thing right so like he gives like nominal nominal donations to hillary but it's not so he gave like what what was it twenty five thousand dollars to ready for hillary at one point he like very early on like 2013 like before hillary had like publicly vomited or 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 fainted or anything um (laughs) he gave twenty five thousand dollars to ready for hillary and then during the campaign gave millions to Priorities USA, right? right? So you have a very simple connection here between him and and this opposition campaign. And yet, like, you're looking for a conspiracy within all of this to attach him to right. all this the other stuff. Right, the conspiracy already exists. It just sucks. It's yeah. just like a very low-grade, like, like, he's throwing money at this idea, but he doesn't, like, he cannot fund basically an army a literal army of protesters yeah. on a daily basis of like 
thousands or in the women's marches, march case, millions of people yeah. to go out and uh, to stand outside with goddamn signs in their hands. Well, and I think your, your army, bringing up the army is really interesting because the army is a group of people that are paid to go somewhere and fight for something. And we have trouble recruiting for that. So, like, what what are the odds that we would be able to easily just have... I mean, even, even if people were getting paid, what are the odds well, that this many people would do it? That, exactly. Here's the other thing. So this is a covert operation where all of these people are signed to secrecy, yeah. where they're being paid all this money and, like... and. And there are no defectors, right? So, right. like, thousands and millions of people are being paid $1,500 a month, and there's no paper. Got to see the receipts. I mean, if there were receipts, we would have seen them by exactly. now. Exactly. And nobody blabbed on Twitter or social media about this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the one time somebody did, quote, blab to social media about this was on abcnews.com.co, which is a very official, real website that mm-hmm. definitely exists. And he said, I, this person said, I was paid $3,500 to protest for George Soros. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, of course, that... It was literally entirely made up. It did not matter. Mm-hmm. It went to this website called Gateway Pundit. It was Pundit. a seductive lie yeah. that people wanted to believe in. Gateway Pundit took it and ran with it, and then it ended up in Fox News, because that's how the peristalsis of yeah. fake information so goes. So Gateway Pundit has a seat in the White House press room. They did literally negative, like a negative amount of research for this. Like They, they, they could not have done less research to find out if this was true or not. Mm-hmm. And it's still... Uh, you know, it was printed as fact by a White House-approved media source. And it's just, it's, it was simply, literally, of whole cloth made up. Honestly, this is just... It, things keep happening. And everything happens That is the so hottest much. take I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. Everything's happening all the time. Everything yeah. happens so much. That yes. was that Horsey Books tweet. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I, well, I wonder, like, you know, so everyone has compared this to tea party type organization tea party type protests circa 2009 like in the years after that like was it was it as consistent then a storyline that those people were also getting paid to antagonize and and do all those things because i don't i don't remember it being exactly the same but i do remember so i am older than you two and i remember in 2000 aaron's 23 aaron is 50 I'm 58 years old. Uh, but I remember in 2000, uh, during the recount time, uh, there was a ton of lefty like chatter around the idea that everybody protesting in favor of George W. Bush winning was being paid. And there were some photos of like people protesting, and there were like, air, like this person is the secretary to this person. You know, like there were. Was it like one single solitary entity, though? Was it like, here is the boogeyman that is paid? I don't remember. I was. I was uh, Sick, I, I turned 17 that year. So, like, my political awareness consisted of, like, the new Britney Spears video and then switching Toxic. to CNN. Yeah. I think, it actually? I think it might have been. Toxic yeah. was a formative time up top for the men. No, it wasn't. Room. I don't think it was. Toxic was, like, 2004. 2004 oh, yeah, yeah. This must have been. This must have been. Uh, this uh, was, like, close to Hit oops. Me Baby One More Time or Oops, I Did It Again. Yeah. But anyway, that point, point being that there have been times when there has been kind of right-wing upheaval that uh, the left has I, has had this idea that it was paid. But the last time I remember it being in, like, big numbers was, like, 2000. That's I think that's the differentiator. With conspiracy theories, whoever is in power, the opposite side will just create conspiracy theories based on that mm-hmm. to explain why shitty things are happening in their own mind. Like, it makes right. them feel better that, like, oh, it must be this nefarious organization. It must be, like, this, uh, uh, what is the bad guy syndicate in Batman? Bane. Bain's, Bain Syndicate, Bain Capital, Mitt Romney. <laughs> Mitt Romney was paid by the left to antagonize President Obama. Yeah, Boom. exactly. So, like, it must it must be that, right? But the difference, I think, this time is that 
it's all being sort of shoved on, as it always has with the right, all being shoved on George Soros, who literally does not have enough money to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Like, it is just, it's, it, it is inconceivable that he would have, like, we're approaching, like, trillions of dollars to be able to make this possible. The other thing, too, is that it's so ambiguous and ubiquitous at the same time that you have people, you know, even with all these, like, JCC threats in the last week or two weeks, mm-hmm. where people were saying that even that was organized by Soros or someone affiliated with him yeah. as some sort of, like, false flag operation or something like that. And you, I mean, you'd be pretty hard-pressed for to find, like, an 80-something-year-old Jewish man who was like, yeah, like, you know, this will... I'll pay some people to, like, threaten to murder Jewish children <laughs> in the United States just for shits. Like, let's just see... Let's yeah. just see what the right things of this. Yeah. Um, and so it's all it's all kind of, like, like baked into the cake. And the thing... Like, you know, I, I wonder what happens when these things continue to happen after George Soros is dead. And then who... Well, his foundation will live on forever. No, George Soros would be like the Tupac of the left. He just Everyone will just assume he's not dead until it's mathematically impossible for him to be alive anymore. He'll show up as a hologram at Coachella and do like a set that's uh That's that like by... all new material. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be like, how did George Soros... When did they hologramify him? Because the technology didn't exist when he was alive, so how did that even happen? Yeah, Boogeyman are just forever. It's just I... an hour and a half of him slowly reading off like accomplishments that he's had. Like, we got them to... Go into the streets and put the signs <laughs> up in very the air. Scary right now. That's what he would you look, look like. Very scary. That's that's what the hologram Soros would look like. Um, I think you know we probably should pivot to what we've learned from this whole thing. If we've learned anything, uh, have you learned anything, Gideon? No, I haven't. I'm I'm still dumb and I'm learning to read at the moment. Uh, I've gotten. The ABCs down pat. Uh, otherwise, everything else has been somewhat of a challenge for me. Cool. Well, I'm a huge stupid dumbass, but I've learned a couple of things. First of all, um, if you put something on Craigslist saying that um, I'm going to pay $1,500 for Gideon to eat, for anyone, including Gideon, to eat um, 30,000 Hot Pockets, then it's true. It is a real fun fact that it's true. Uh, but that's what Wayne Lapierre did. He said, I'll, I'll give 1500 like, There was a, He cited a Fox News post of a Craigslist article <laughs> uh, saying he'd give $1,500 to paid protesters. I think it's, all, it's, it's like a lack of familiarity with the functioning of websites, right? Because like, yes, so, yes, that's l- what this is. I mean, so it's a lot of, uh, not, you know, not, to, not to shit on the oldies over here, but it's a lot of people who, if you like consume things quickly, news or otherwise... You don't. You're not like delving into where it's coming from, and the idea that you know, that, like this was based on a, a Tumblr post that a random person with no information put up in the middle of Waukegan. Like it's not. There isn't like a connection from A to Z for all this stuff. So right. it's it's an acceptance of fact based on you know the idea that that you're not you, you're really you don't have the time or you don't have the interest in even verifying it right well right. the democratization of publishing that the internet has allowed everybody to do hasn't been met with a similar mass understanding of journalistic standards or well, of fact no checking media literacy right that's what i mean that's that's what yeah. i mean that like these you know now anybody can put anything online but people don't understand how to parse what is actually worthwhile and what is somebody's being crazy ramblings. Right, and like kids are like, considerably more, like their bullshit detectors are much better than... Kids? Kids. Youths. Oh, no, I don't know 
that. I think I think that there's a I think there's a sweet spot, and I think it's right around like tw- it's from like twenty three to maybe thirty, where people are literate. Sweet spot, baby. Yeah, where people are, I'm I'm too fucking old. Where there's a it's it's a sweet spot where people are old enough to like have learned their lesson by falling for things a couple times, but that like I'm thinking about Tumblr teens passing on these dumb memes that are just like this isn't real. Um, I, I think teens are a little foolhardy. They can navigate the technology fine, but they don't. They don't understand how to navigate right. the truth. But the, for example, I mean, if you fall for this specific thing—that there's one guy funding every single protest in America—then mm-hmm. um, you just don't like. You need a class, but there's no way to get a 75-year-old guy in a class. You know what no. I'm saying? That's a, I. I don't think so. You know, there's been like all, all this like um, th- these ideas of people trying to convince the other side in this election to like like you should really reconsider if you want to wear that hang that bitch shirt or something yeah. you know like th- things things like that right maybe and, it comes up as nanny stateish yeah and the thing the thing is like so so you know slightly less than 20% of the eligible voting population voted for both of these candidates right yeah those people are, they're not going to be convinced of shit. Like, you, like there is nothing. I disagree. If, if I, I if, if there's a person like in the street who thinks firmly that like Obama was not born in this country, mm-hmm. there is not a I goddamn to, thing. I agree with you. There yeah, is not a, a damn thing I can say to them I to convince them otherwise. I think you're being too broad with your brushstrokes here. I think like there are three different categories of Trump voters among that twenty percent. I think mm-hmm. there are rally goers, and those are the people that are totally unconvincible. Rally goers are like cult members, essentially. Then there are like people who are change voters, small town people who don't really have a ton of time to think about what's going on, and they're just like, I just want to change. This didn't help me, and I just want to change. And they didn't really think about it beyond that. And that's like a lot of people from where I grew up. And then the third category is like, I don't give a shit what Donald Trump says or does as long as he cuts my taxes or uh, preserves pro-life values. Like they really don't care about anything else. Like single issue voters will always vote Republican. In that median where you said like, you know, or, or even the third subject, the, the median thing that you said, like, uh, you know, I don't really care what he does. Like, I just want to change or whatever. If they had... No, the, those people do care what he does. They, they right. voted for him because they wanted to give him a chance. And, like... The, and those are the people who were disgusted by a number of things that he said. And right, said and those are the people that are actually it. convincible, and there's enough of them, I think, to, to flip things. I agree. I think... I, I, I guess my point was, you know, you look at, you look at that swath and you look at the 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 liberal swath that voted for Hillary and you can break them down like in the exact same way sure. like out of the out of that 19% that voted for Hillary or whatever there's like 5 to 10 maybe who think that this has been some like Kremlin orchestrated thing mm-hmm. for 30 to 40 years or something like that and like Trump was their ma- their mark for all this time and everything else has been like orchestrated leading up in this vast conspiracy to the result that we have now and in and, and the same way there is no, nothing i can say or do to talk to those people that would ever convince them otherwise, right? And then you, you know you have the similar breakdown. But you don't have to convince that. everybody of anything. No, that's like, what I'm saying. You you can convince. I mean, you, there there you know 25 percent of people like sat out or something, right? Mm-hmm. So there's never this this interest or desire in terms of the way that that supporters are covered or the way that politicians approach this to convince the on the movable set that just didn't move this time. It's yeah. always about these extremes of, of people who are yelling at each other to absolutely no end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's true. And so we've we've all learned nothing and that some people will never learn either, right? Well, yes. I, I guess that's what I guess, you know, especially this is the best case scenario sorry, the best example of this is that like this is not a f- feasible thing 
if you take 10 seconds and consider the goddamn math of this, it's not fucking possible. Yeah. So I do think, like, while you're like, yeah, these people are movable in some capacity. Like, we can move them toward, like, a little bit more of a reality-based media diet. Mm-hmm. This kind of confirms that maybe it isn't. Maybe this I, I is totally you know I, fucking helpless. I think you're conflating everybody who voted for Trump with everybody who believes this, and that they're not the same. There's yeah. a, definitely an overlap between people who voted for Trump and people who believe that George Soros is funding all the protests throughout the country. Mm-hmm. But I think most people who voted for Trump probably just aren't even paying attention to this. They have lives and shit. Right. They have like car repairs and a mortgage and a kid that they're trying to send to kindergarten. Like they don't have totally time true. to care about this shit. But I guess the danger is like this is the administration now floating this. Or they're floating this large-scale conspiracy that is trying to take them down. And the the inability to pe- for people to stand up to this in some capacity after they now know this is what it's going to be like. It's going to be four years of a of an administration spouting a conspiracy theory with, you know, with effectively no pushback from the middle. Because, again, you know, these people have car payments. They have stuff to do. Mm-hmm. But... Th- the idea that this is just going to be what it is. There's never any pushback from the middle, though. That's the thing. Like, and and what what has been lucky for people up until this point is that the people in power were not really that much of an existential threat, immediate existential threat to the middle. And now it actually sort of seems like that might be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know that's why I think it's important for people to 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 debunk these things. But I also think like it's important for us to realize that. We shouldn't get discouraged when the truth isn't necessarily palatable to everybody because there's always going to be people who are just choosing to believe their own version of reality. For instance, I choose to believe that I can dunk and uh, can lift a F-150. Mostly because I have. I have on the ladder, but yeah. dunking, dunking <laughs> Did George Soros pay you to do it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I had I had new nootropics, my daily dose, uh, and I lifted three cars on the way here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think that's you got to go and do that. I think that's like your next step for today. Yeah, well, I, you know, there there are others outside. I get a lot of calls and people say like, "Oh, the the tow man's coming or something. Can you just take care of this for me?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And then, you know, I lift the car and move it for them before the guy comes there and finds them. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, it's just something I do to to help people out here. That's um, great. Proud American boy, Gideon yeah. Resnick. I like to I like to feel like I'm Very part of proud. something bigger. You know. <laughs> All right, so uh, that'll be our topic for next week. Proud American boy, Gideon Resnick, and, and his and his adventures. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but uh, I guess we'll wrap it up for this week. This yeah. was Truther. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today and for the rest of your life. Yay. Bye. 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 Bye.